even though he runs around like an old man, just hobbled all damn time with these injuries. Knees, toes, what have you. Dude could be on a fucking wheelchair, or dude could be on a fucking Segway, running around, doing pass routes and what have you, and he's still going to produce. Dude is talented. Dude is talented. Welcome to The Flex. Now broadcasting from the Fantasy Sports Studios, here are your hosts of the flagship podcast, Chris Jakes and Jeff Kelly, with Norm Big Worm Snyder. Welcome to the Flex Fantasy Football Podcast. Chris Jakes, no Jeff Kelly, no Big Worm today, but y'all got me. When it comes to today's show, we got the top 10 fantasy football rankings, sleepers, busts, bounce backs, and more. Who else do y'all really need? First things first, let's kick off today's, this week's Dick of the Week. Dick of the Week. This week's Dick of the Week is none other than Buffalo Bills running back LaShawn McCoy. Photos circulated around Instagram just the other day, portraying LaShawn McCoy's ex-girlfriend, who still lives in his house, only God knows why, beat to hell. Woman was beat down. Pictures were nasty. They were graphic. Go to deadspin.com. Check those out if you want to take a look at those nasty photos there. Now, the reason why I believe LaShawn McCoy was involved in this, even though he was not the one who actually beat the shit out of her, like the Instagram post says, the girl who was beat down, her friend was staying in LaShawn McCoy's house as well. And they did not really skate at her too much. She kind of came out of this whole situation with, uh, I guess, what they reported as minor injuries. Now, LaShawn McCoy, Shady's girlfriend, ex-girlfriend rather, she was beat, man. She looked rough. She was so beat up, it looked like Jeff Kelly's toilet after dropping deuces after a long night of drinking with a pit stop at Taco Bell at 2 a.m. It looked rough. Now, clearly, she was the target in that home invasion and not the girlfriend, or not the girlfriend's friend, rather. Shady, you are this week's dick of the week. Moving on to something else I want to hit on real quick, something I noticed the other day. And that's Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz, dude has got a fire lit under his ass to prove to the world and Philly Nation that he's the best young quarterback in the NFL. You can see the disdain in his facial expression when he's been introduced as the Super Bowl championship winning quarterback, it pisses him off. Flat out pisses Carson Wentz off. And I don't blame him, rightfully so. If I, if I were Wentz, it would be bittersweet because to be in that position, and I was neck and neck with Tom Brady all season long in 2017 to be the regular season MVP, I'd be happy for my teammates and myself that we won the Super Bowl even, I got, even though I got injured late in the season. But there would definitely be a fire in my belly that I would want to prove to everyone that I can lead my team to a Super Bowl victory. So if there was ever a need of motivation for Carson Wentz, dude's got it now. You can see it all over his face. He's just dying to get the cred that he rightfully so deserves. He does deserve it. Nick Foles, great job filling in, buddy. But you ain't the future, man. And you know it. Everyone knows it. Carson Wentz. You got that fire you're looking for, man. It's going to take you to another level. 
The winch train is coming in full steam. And this is going to drive this guy to an unbelievable 2018 season. And I fully believe Carson Wentz will push Aaron Rodgers to finish as QB1 for fantasy in 2018. All right, no fluff. Let's get right into it, man. Let's get right into it. Got my top 10 fantasy football draft bargain, draft values, draft steals, if you will, for some of these guys heading into the preseason. The preseason fantasy forecast. All right, so keep things off. I'm going to run down this list here. I'm going to go more in depth later on as we go. For right now, I'm going to give you all a rundown of my top 10 fantasy draft steals, bargains, values, if you will, heading into the preseason for 2018. Number one, T.Y. Hilton. Number two, Jordan Howard. Three, Alshon Jeffrey. Four, believe it or not, Nick Chubb for the Cleveland Browns. Five, fire up Emmanuel Sanders. Six, Chris Hogan. Seven, Marquise Lee. And we'll close out some tight ends here. Eight, David Njoku. Nine, Kyle Rudolph. And coming at number 10 for me, Jack Doyle. Now my top 10 busts or flops, top 10 guys who are being overvalued It will not live up to their draft value for 2018. Number one, Demarius Thomas. Two, Rashad Penny. Three, Royce Freeman. Four, Lamar Miller. Five, Devin Funches. Six, Carlos Hyde. Seven, Marshawn Lynch. Eight, Jarek McKinnon. Nine, Brandon Cooks. Ten, Dak Prescott. All right, now let's get to some explanations for some of these guys here and some other guys going forward. So for this next segment right here, we got my top 10 players to watch heading into the preseason for 2018. Number one, Kenny Galladay. Last preseason, Kenny Galladay was the talk of the town, man, of the fantasy town, the fantasy nation, if you will. He was the hottest wide receiver heading into redrafts after the preseason he had. Antonio Brown back in 2012 had similar hype after the preseason he had but didn't really carry over that year into the regular season until the following year in 2013. Kenny Galladay already had himself a good preseason last year. Didn't carry over, didn't translate, but I got a feeling it could definitely translate this year. So he's going to be starting on the outside opposite Marvin Jones and three wide receiver sets. Number two, Malcolm Mitchell. Malcolm Mitchell, we haven't seen anything from him since the Atlanta Falcons, New England Patriots Super Bowl a couple years ago. Dude had a great rookie season, finished strong, Currently, he's listed as the wide receiver three on the New England Patriots depth chart with Julian Edelman being out for the first four games due to his PED suspension. Malcolm Mitchell could be one of those golden lottery tickets for fantasy in 2018, but we definitely got to see him play because he has not played in a long time. Number three, guy I've been harping on for a long time this offseason, that's Aaron Jones. The two-game suspension is definitely going to hurt his chances to be the feature back coming out of the gate when he returns week three. But Jamal Williams, not a fan of this dude. I don't think he's very good. I don't think he's very talented. Aaron Jones, I think, is much more talented. A much better running back. And Jamal Williams got to play the Chicago Bears and Minnesota Vikings in the first two weeks of the season. I don't think he's going to pull away, or I don't think he's going to establish himself as a future back in the Green Bay Packers uh, backfield. And I think Aaron Jones, when he comes back in week three, he's going to take that job right back from him. Number four. Got four A and four B here. Stick with the Packers. Geronimo Allison and Equinemius St. Brown. One of those guys is going to be the wide receiver three, I do believe, in that Green Bay Packers offense. And St. Brown, 
I've discredited him before, saying that he uh, is a one-trick pony, just a deep, stretch-the-field type of guy, a bigger Deshaun Jackson, if you will. But in OTAs, they were saying in Green Bay that this this dude, he's a pretty decisive route runner, man. So his stock is turning up right now. I like Allison a little bit a little bit more than him right now, a little bit better than, than St. Brown. But don't count him out just yet. Number five, Ricky Seals, Jeff Boy Salsa. Jones, Ricky Seals Jones, Arizona Cardinals. He's now the number one tight end in Arizona. No matter if it's Sam Bradford playing quarterback or Josh Rosen, Ricky Seals Jones is going to be targeted a hell of a lot in that Cardinals offense. You got Larry Fitzgerald. He's going to be the number one target there, obviously. Ricky Seals Jones, I think, could definitely be that number two option in that Cardinals passing offense. Number six, Kevin White, Chicago Bears. Right now, he's number four in the Chicago Bears wide receiver depth chart. I think he's going to creep up, man. If Duke can stay healthy, kind of like what Kevin White can bring to that Chicago Bears offense with Matt Nagy there. Got Mitch Trubisky another year up. Kind of intrigued with Kevin White right now. I really want to see how he's going to do in the preseason in that new offense. Number seven, Kevin White's teammate, Anthony Miller. Dude talks a big game, calling eight touchdowns for himself in his rookie year. Right now, believe it or not, he's slated as a number two wide receiver just behind Al Robinson in that Bears depth chart. I want to see how he can perform throughout the preseason, see how they're going to utilize him in that new Bears offense. Number eight, you got Devontae Parker, Miami Dolphins. A lot of Parker's success in 2018 is going to hinge on Ryan Tannehill and how he responds and how he responds from the injury. But Parker, no doubt, should be the number one option in that Miami Dolphins passing offense. Kenny Stills. So I'm going to argue he's the number one receiver in Miami. But you know what? He's the number one deep receiver in Miami, no doubt. Devontae Parker should get the highest volume of targets in that Dolphins passing game. All right, let's get to my bounce back players for 2018. Players are going to turn into rounds from a disappointing 2017. Going to amp it up a little bit here in 2018. Number one, no doubt about it, David Johnson. DJ, total 2K. He's a dynamic, do-it-all back. With a lack of weapons in that passing game in Arizona, DJ's going to be a top five fantasy running back in all formats in 2018, no doubt about it. Number two, my guy, T.Y. Hilton. Hilton's going to be heavily utilized in the Colts passing attack and will have a career year in fantasy. Right now, I'm predicting eight touchdowns, which would be a career high for T.Y. Hilton. Which brings me to number three the guy that's going to need to perform well to make T.Y. Hilton well, and that's Andrew Luck. The Colts finally addressed the offensive line issues, and Luck is just too damn talented to be dismissed as a viable fantasy quarterback. I do believe Luck will be a top six fantasy quarterback in 2018. Number four, Eli Manning. He's got, dude's got all the weapons in the world that a quarterback could ever want. He's got a revamped offensive line, and he wants to show the Giants why it was a good idea to not select a quarterback in the first round of the drafts back in April. Number five, Jordan Reed. Reed, when healthy, is one of the best tight ends in the game. We all know this. Dude is still young, believe it or not, even though he runs around like an old man, just hobbled all the damn time with these injuries. Knees, toes, what have you. Dude could be on a fucking wheelchair, or Dude could be on a fucking Segway running around doing pass routes and what have you, and he's still going to produce. Dude is talented. Dude is talented. Only Rob Gronkowski is a better tight end in my book when Reed's healthy. And because of Jordan Reed's durability issues over the past few years, 
he's going to fall. He's going to slip down draft boards. You can probably draft Wooden Reed around 10 or later. And that 2017 was nasty, man. Just so disappointed for that dude. Number six, give me Alshon Jeffrey. Jeffrey, who came out after the Super Bowl and said he played most of the year injured. Dude's had a, a whole offseason now to get healthy. Carson Wentz is fired up because Nick Foles took over his, uh, his Philadelphia Eagles there and took them to a Super Bowl victory. Fire up Alshon Jeffrey as a definite bounce back in 2018. Number seven, Emmanuel Sanders. He's going to be Case Keenum's Adam Thielen in Denver, in the Denver Broncos offense. I like Sanders as a consistent wide receiver two in fantasy for 2018. Number eight, Deontay Foreman. If Foreman is ready to go week one, bye-bye garbage-ass mofo Lamar Miller. Foreman is a very talented running back, and I do believe he's a better fit in that Texas offense than Lamar garbage-ass mofo Miller. Number nine, Julian Edelman. This is Brady's butt buddy because of the suspension. Edelman's probably going to be drafted around seven or later, and when he comes back... He'll be a low-end wide receiver one in PPR leagues. And I'm telling you right now, he's going to present great draft value round seven or later because that suspension, when he comes back, you're going to have a wide receiver one that you took in the seventh round. Damn good. Coming in number 10 for me, I got Cam Meredith, former Bears wideout, now with the New Orleans Saints. I think that Cam Meredith is the perfect complement on the outside opposite Michael Thomas. I think he's going to open up so many things in that Saints passing attack. I love me some Cam Meredith. I think he's going to be a very consistent wide receiver too in fantasy this year. Now I got my bounce from the club, get out players 2018. Players are going to take a hit or a step back in fantasy production in 2018. Number one, Demarius Thomas. He's still going to be a starting fantasy wide receiver, but do not expect him to be a number one wide receiver or a consistent wide receiver too, no less. I think it's going to be a hit or miss play week to week. I just don't feel good about Demarius Thomas going forward this year. I think he's too soft of a player to rely on where he's being drafted right now. No thanks. Passing on you. Number two, Devin Funches. De- Devin Funches was the de facto number one wide receiver in Carolina last year. I don't think he's very good. I don't think he's very talented. I mean, you trade away Kelvin Benjamin. Greg Olson's injured. Who the hell else are going to throw to? Devin Funches had to get targets. Even Ed Dixon looked good some weeks. In Carolina last year. Number three, Chris Thompson. Thompson was ridiculous, but you know what? That production just unsustainable. He's a good third down running back, but he has durability concerns, and he could he just cannot sustain that crazy production he had in the first half of the 2017 season. Ain't gonna happen. Number four, Brandon Cooks. Cooks is a similar style player to Sammy Watkins. And they may try to use him a little bit, like Tavon Austin. Kind of had these specifically designed plays for Cooks to get involved and get him out in space. I just think there's too many mouths to feed in that Rams offense. A lot of talent to go around. And I think Jared Goff is still in the process of proving to the world that 2017 wasn't just a fluke because he had a couple of really big games that kind of pad the stats a little bit. Not feeling too good about Brandon Cooks in that Rams offense. Not for where he's being drafted. Absolutely not. Number five, we got Will Fuller, like Chris Thompson. Dude's production was just like off the charts, man. Touch by touch, dude was nasty. Touchdown in so many consecutive games. That's not sustainable. I think he's going to be a boomer bus player week to week. Very Deshaun Jackson-like. 
I'm staying away from Will Fuller. I'm not going to take him where he's being drafted right now. Value is a little too rich for my blood. Number six, Alex Smith. Dude had a fire up his ass last year and performed really well. But we've grown accustomed to Alex Smith for what he is. And what he truly is, is a dink and dunk quarterback. Dude is not a dynamic elite quarterback. He's not. Don't get cute. Don't get desperate. Don't try to think that Alex Smith is going to replicate what he did in 2017 because that's not going to happen. He's got new offense to learn, new system. And like I said, he's never been a guy that's been a sling it out type of quarterback. He was last year, but you know what? He's playing for a new deal. The Chief had just drafted a rookie. to uh, had just drafted his replacement. Dude had motivation just air it out, let it rip. It's not going to be that way in Washington. Dude got paid. Number seven, another quarterback, Case Keenum. Don't buy the hype on Keenum. He's inconsistent year to year, and he's not going to be a top 12 fantasy quarterback. No way in hell. Number eight, we've got Mark Ingram. Ingram was great in work in a working tandem with Alvin Kamara in 2017. He was great. He didn't have to be that guy to carry the load. Had some fresh legs. He's going to have fresh legs when he comes back from a four-game suspension, too, when he comes back in week six after the Saints bye week in week five. But I don't feel good about Ingram. I don't feel good about him. Ingram, kind of like Doug Martin a little bit. Inconsistent year to year. He'll have a good year one year and he'll disappear the next. Not feeling good about, not feeling good about Ingram. I think he's definitely draft worthy, obviously, in the later rounds. But I wouldn't expect more than running back three, really, from Mark Ingram going forward. I think Alvin Kamara is going to run away with that job. I think he's going to outtouch Ingram probably like 70 to 30, probably when Ingram comes back. And let's see how Boston Scott does or whoever else they may bring whoever else they may bring in in the preseason. Let's just see how that plays out there because I'm not feeling good about Mark Ingram right now. Definitely so so my drop board. Let's just see how it plays out here in the preseason. Number nine, Deion Lewis. Let me ask you all this. What was Deion Lewis prior to his time with, with the New England Patriots? He was a Jag. Just another guy. Just another dude out there running around. Troubling Cleveland and Indianapolis. Dude was not a very good player. When it comes to some of these players, especially running backs in New England, they see when they leave, when you leave New England, you, your production goes down a little bit. Look at everybody who's left the Patriots and went on elsewhere. They've all taken a little bit of a hit. I don't expect anything different from Deion Lewis, an undersized running back. I think he's going to be an RB3 in PPR league, so he's still got some value there. But I think it's Derrick Henry's job to lose as we go forward in 2018. And number 10, let's hear the shitstorm here. Number 10, Dalvin Cook. In limited action during his rookie year in 2017, Cook looked great. But I'm concerned with Cook's ability to stay on the field and stay healthy. Durability is a big question mark for me with him. And the fact that Latavius Murray played his way into a role in that Vikings backfield. It's going to be a high pick to land uh, Dalvin Cook in, uh, in redrafts coming up. Second round is kind of where he's going, middle of second round. I'm not willing to invest a top pick like that for a guy that's got so many question marks surrounding him right now and coming off an injury. Sleepers. All right, now we got my top 10 undrafted sleepers for fantasy in 2018. Heading into the preseason, let's bang them out real quick. Gene Simmons style. Number one, D.D. Westbrook. Right now, Westbrook is slotted as the number two wide receiver in Jacksonville. Opposite Marquise Lee. And Westbrook flashed some of his ability last, last year at times. At times. 
Had a great preseason before the injury. Westbrook is definitely an intriguing prospect for 2018. Number two, how about DeMarco Murray? I think he could be the Colts starting running back right now because nobody's really running away with that job, literally. No pun intended. In Indy, people are calling for Jordan Wilkins to be the starting running back there more than Mack. Everybody's high on Naheem Hines. I like Naheem Hines as a third down running back too. But DeMarco Murray could easily go into that role with that revamped offensive line and Andrew Luck back and really kind of add some stability to that Colts offense. That's an intriguing one to keep your eye on. So let's see if DeMarco Murray can end up in Indianapolis. Number three, Kenny Galladay. Right now, he's a starting outside wide receiver and three wide receiver sets in Detroit. I like Galladay's talent. Like Westbrook, he flashed in the preseason last year. I think he's poised for some fantasy success in 2018. Moving on to number four, we got Eli Manning. Eli Manning has got all the weapons. Like I said, a quarterback to everyone around him. I just think there's no way in hell he's going to fail with that much talent surrounding this dude. Number five, Austin Safarian Jenkins. He's better than Mercedes Lewis. And Lewis had some success in the red zone last year. And Bortles is definitely going to go to ASJ on third downs and in the red zone. I like ASJ as a sleeper tight end for 2018. How about Ben Watson? Dude's old as hell. But he's had success in New Orleans in the past. He's got that rapport already established with Drew Brees. I think Ben Watson's a decent tight end to grab late in rounds or off the waiver wire if you decide to wait on tight end on draft day, which is something y'all should do. Definitely wait on tight ends. Number seven, Kenneth Dixon. Been on him a lot this offseason. Alex Collins did play well when he came in, took over that running back job in Baltimore last year. The Dixon, though, to me, he's got high upside. He can definitely be a three, a true three-down running back in this league. I think it's going to be a committee. I think it's going to be that. I think it's definitely going to be a committee in Baltimore. But Dixon could be a viable fantasy PPR option for 2018. Number eight, DJ Moore for the Panthers. I think Moore has a great chance to be the number one wide receiver in Carolina this upcoming season. Number nine. Back to my boy, Ricky Seals-Jones. Boy, Salsa. Now listed as the starting tight end ahead of Jermaine Gresham in Arizona. Ricky's in prime position to make that leap into tight end one status in 12-team formats. I mean, dude has some success with Blaine Gabbert playing quarterback. Now he's got either Sam Bradford or Josh Rosen. No matter who's going to start quarterback there, I do believe it's going to be Rosen, but no matter who starts a quarterback for the Cardinals, they're going to target Ricky Seals-Jones heavily and often in 2018. Number 10. How about this guy, man? Nobody's talking about this guy right now. I don't know why. Quincy Inunua, New York Jets wide receiver. Right now, slotted as the wide receiver three, as the slot wide receiver there for the Jets. Dude had a really good 2016, missed all of last year. Let's see how Inunua bounces back in 2018. Now let's run down my fantasy bust position by position for 2018. I'll start with the quarterbacks. Let's go with the sleepers here. Carson Wentz, Andrew Luck, Eli Manning, Mitch Trubisky. And I kind of have a 5A, 5B because I couldn't decide on which one I like better here. But for sleepers, I like Patrick Mahomes, Kansas City. And I like Derek Carr to have a nice bounce back, be a sleeper quarterback, maybe creeping in around quarterback 12 for fantasy in 2018. 
a quarterback bust or not worthy of being drafted where they're being drafted. Overvalued quarterbacks. So how about that? Let's go with that one. Number one, Marcus Mariota. He's just flat out bust. I don't think he's been really being drafted right now. Dak Prescott, that's a guy some are so high on. He's on my bust list, my shit list, if you will. How about Ben Roethlisberger, Matt Ryan? And here's another controversial one right here. How about Cam Newton? Cam Newton. Like Doug Martin, like Mark Ingram. It's every other year with this guy, too. Newton had a pretty decent year last year. I think he's going to take a little step back this year. It's just how he does it, man. He's been in the league long enough where you think there'd be more consistency, but there's not. So Cam Newton, right now, he's on this list. How about some running back sleepers? Number one, Jordan Howard. I love him a lot. I think he's being way undervalued. I think he's going to thrive hardcore in that Matt Nagy offense. Jay Ajayi, another guy I think is going to have success in 2018 with Philadelphia. He's going to be the feature back there, no doubt. Next, I got Aaron Jones, who I think will take over that job still, even though he's going to be out the first two weeks. Then you got Derrick Henry and Doug Martin comes in number five and a guy that could could be a potential sleeper in that Raiders offense. Let's see how the offense looks with, with John Gruden over there. Because Doug Martin, I think, is going to overtake Marshawn Lynch. Maybe not outright. Maybe they're still going to split work and be a committee there. But I think Martin will definitely outtouch old-ass Marshawn Lynch. How about running back bust or overvalued players right now? Overvalues, Carlos Hyde. I think it could be a bust. I think Nick Chubb, I think his stock is on the rise. I think Chubb could actually find himself being the workhorse back in Cleveland. And just three weeks ago, I did not feel that way. But man, the way it's looking right now, the way it's trending, Carlos Hyde on the way down, Nick Chubb on the way up. Le'Veon Bell comes in after him because Le'Veon Bell, like I've been saying all off season, did not look very good running the ball. Catching on the backfield, Le'Veon Bell is great, fantastic, one of the best in the biz. Probably David Johnson, I would say, is the only one better at it than Le'Veon Bell. And even that's debatable. Le'Veon Bell, one of the best pass catching running backs out there. And that's what's going to keep him as an RB1 for 2018. But his rushing ability was bad. He was bad. It was the worst rushing performance statistically since his rookie season. I'm not feeling good about Le'Veon Bell. Isaiah Crowell, he's always on my shit list because dude plays like shit. Dude is shit. He is garbage. Dude is straight up trash. Do not touch Isaiah Crowell or anybody in that Jets backfield, really. How about Jarek McKinnon? I'll throw him in there as my number five. Jarek McKinnon, everybody's riding high on this guy, too, because that Kyle Shanahan offense. Just look at 2017. All right, look at 2017. Jarek McKinnon was dog shit running between the tackles. Dude cannot run the ball very well at all, man. He will flash at times. Dude is not a featured workhorse back. He's a little scat back, man. Scat back, that's it. He catches up the back. He does a great job doing that. PPR formats, RB2, fine. Lock it up. But don't expect RB1 status. Don't, don't expect him to just like go off. I don't know, man. You got Joe Williams in San Francisco coming back, who Kyle Shanahan loved in the draft last year in 2017. You got Matt Breda, who... Looked okay at times, started to get uh, more involved in the offense as the season progressed. Jerick McKinnon is not going to come in there and just be the workhorse. That's not who he is. That's not who he's ever been. That's who everybody's always thought of him as when AP went out. But you know who took the job when AP was going down those years? It was uh, Fat Boy, Mr. Plotter himself, man. Can't even think of his fucking name right now. 
You know, you know the fuck I'm talking about. Fat boy. It was Fat Boy. The fuck was his name? Anyway, moving on. Let's get to my wide receiver sleepers. A lot of these guys I've already hit on. I've already hit on T.Y. Hilton. Chris Hogan, another guy that's a sleeper for me. Alshon Jeffrey, I think he's being undervalued. Wouldn't necessarily call him a sleeper, but he's definitely being undervalued right now. Uh, Rashard Matthews, definitely a sleeper, being undervalued. Cam Meredith and Kelvin Benjamin, some other guys that are being undervalued. How about Emmanuel Sanders, too? Let's throw him in there, because I think, like I said, I think Emmanuel Sanders will be the Adam Thielen in that Denver Broncos offense with Case, with Case Keenum there. Now, some wide receiver busts. Here we go. How about Allen Robinson? He hasn't really done it, man. He's had one really good year. And he's had a couple of good games since then. And the dude hasn't played a whole lot, man. He's on my list right now. I'm not taking him around three or four. I think that's just crazy. Ludicrous, man. You don't want to do that. Number two, give me Josh Gordon. Unless Baker Mayfield wins a starting job as the starting quarterback in Cleveland, I am not taking Josh Gordon in round three in, in, uh, in fantasy drafts. Just not going to happen. Just not going to happen. I mean, with Tyrod Taylor behind center, Josh Gordon's value takes a huge hit. Taylor does not sling that rock, man. Brandon Cooks, like I said, I hit on him before. I think he's not going to perform where he's being drafted at. Will Fuller, another guy I think is being way overvalued based on a few games last year in 2017. And how about Tyreek Hill? Hill's not going to be a bust. He's still going to be a good player. But I do think he's being overvalued because you got Sammy Watkins there now. And you still have Travis Kelsey. And you mix that in with Kareem Hunt's ability to catch the, the ball out of, out of the backfield. I just think drafting Hill in round three with the first time starting quarterback in Patrick Mahomes, I, that just makes me nervous. A little too risky for me. I'm not investing in a guy with, with question marks. I don't do that. Your first three picks and drafts should not have any question marks surrounding them. You got to take the sure thing, surefire things. How about some tight end sleepers? I've already hit on Ben Watson. Watson's a sleeper of mine there. David Njoku, Ricky Sills Jones, another one I've hit on. Mike Gesicki for the Dolphins. And Jack Doyle, still getting no love. Dude was seventh best tight end in PPR last year. Andrew, get Andrew Luck back. Fuck y'all thinking. Jack Doyle, fire that boy up, man. Top 10 fantasy football tight end, 2018. Not being drafted like one. Tight end overvalues. How about Trey Burton, man? Why the hell does Trey Burton get all this love? He was in a great offense that features the tight ends. So, of course, he's going to look good. Not buying Trey Burton's hype, man. Not doing it. George Kittle, another one. Everybody likes him a lot because of Jimmy Garoppolo being there, thinking that he could be a decent tight end. And he could be a decent tight end with some weeks, but I don't think he's going to be consistent enough to warrant drafting uh, as a starting tight end for redraft leagues. Not going there with him yet. Vance McDonald is on this list. I don't know how the hell he's getting drafted right now. Stay away from Vance McDonald. Not touching him. Dallas Goder for Philly. Why the hell are people drafting Dallas Goder? I do not get why his ADP actually has an ADP because he should not have one. He should be undrafted in redraft leagues because unless Zach Ertz goes down, he's not going to hold any value. How about OJ Howard? Howard was the guy I was high on up until the uh, Jameis Winston susp- uh, three-game suspension that's coming up here. O.J. Howard, I still like him a lot. I still think he's going to have some good weeks, especially when Jameis returns. But for season long, I'm not feeling too good about him right now. And there y'all have it. That is my Fantasy Football 2018 
sleepers and busts, values, overvalues, undervalues, what have you. That's my list for right now, heading into the preseason. The guys are still on vacation. Just wanted to throw this out here for y'all so y'all can get my take, which is always the right take. Let's not forget. Don't let Jeff convince y'all, man. Don't let Big Worm try to throw his shit in there either. All right. I'm the champ. Damn near 20 years playing fantasy football since 1999. More fantasy championships than Michael Phelps has gold medals. More fantasy championships than Robert Ory has NBA championships. More fantasy championships than Robert Ory, Michael Jordan, and Bill Russell thrown together. How about that? I got more fantasy football rings, more championship rings than Tom Brady, plus Joe Montana, plus Charles Haley. All right. We'll all be back next week to hit on the 2018 Division and Vision, the four-week segments where we go division by division and break down all the top players, sleepers, busts, and more. Bring y'all some stats to look at as well. Not too many dick jokes going on today, man. Just want to give it to y'all straight, straight from the champ's mouth to y'all's ears. We will talk to you guys next week. Have a great week. Till then, see ya! Thank you for listening to another episode of The Flex. Subscribe on iTunes and Google Play Music. Visit FantasySportsStudios.com to get your fantasy sports fix and interact with the show. Email the show at TheFlex at FantasySportsStudios.com. Hey!